Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the Arkansas AgCast for August 12th. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. This week, we learn about the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff's small farm program and hear about a new effort to get a better map of broadband and cell coverage in Arkansas. We also visit a Monroe County farm to get an update on this year's corn crop. First up, Jenny Higgs talks with Damian White about the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff's small farm program and how it supports growers across Arkansas, including a recent success story, Peaceful Pines Farm. Hey guys, Jenny Higgs here with Arkansas Farm Bureau, and today I have Damian White. Damian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Judy, for having me. Of course, of course. So, Damian, I didn't want to introduce you because I want you to introduce yourself. Can you give us a little brief bit about you, what you do, um, and any other, if you have random facts you can tell us at that time, too, (laughs) whatever you want. Okay, okay. Uh, My name is Damian White. Um, I work for the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff Small Farm Program which we are basically a component, the outreach and extension component of the uh, School of Agriculture there. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and and that is why, you know, one of the subjects, obviously, we were talking about today is that small farm program. And I think what we came across here is um, an individual family, the Carswells, and them being involved with the small farm program. But before we dive into that kind of relationship, just to give everyone a synopsis, um, small farm program, how, how did that get started? What, what was the reasoning behind that? Well, the reasoning behind it was to help limited resource and social disadvantaged farmers. And our goal is pretty much to help them operate and maintain their farms and ranches. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a big push for uh, small farms because a lot of uh, small farms were getting depleted, uh, right, along, right. you know, in, in, in Arkansas. And it was most, most things were uh, pretty much based on or geared towards the big guy. Right. And everybody was kind of, you know, looking over the little guy. So the little guy needed a little help and we were here to help him. That's a, that's amazing. I think that's so important to yeah highlight that like there's not only what people quote unquote called big agriculture here. We also have small farmers and they're equally as important to, you know, our economy and, and even just, you know, hobbyists of farming too, who, who want right, to right, help out. Right, right. Yeah. Which kind right. of, kind of dives into me with the Carswells. I was, I was reading on them and I, I saw that they had picked up and moved from Florida and came to Arkansas because they solely were just interested in starting farming here, which is fascinating within itself. Um, but right. but I know they were just trying to figure out how to farm and kind of came across your program. Um, do you can you speak to how that relationship started? You know, how did well, y'all hear about one how another? That, yeah, how that actually started is. Um, we were having a meeting with the Jefferson County master gardeners mm-hmm. and um, I had attended that meeting. And um, so Coswell just out of nowhere after the meeting was over, came up to me and, you know, I and um, got to talking to me about what he, um, what was his plans that he had just moved here, telling me a little bit about himself and what his plans were. And so I ended up handing him my uh, business card and he looked at it 
And I was like, are you trying to do this as a hobby or, or as a business mm-hmm. uh, and make money? And he was like, well, I really want to do it as a, uh, as a business. And I said, well, I can help you with that. And yeah. so um, that's pretty much how that um, how we met. And that was like uh, maybe about five or six years ago. Okay. And we've been to, we, we've been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your own little relationship. You're like we met five right, or six years right, ago, right? Right. And ever since, but so um, so did that pro was that program or that program was already in place when when y'all the program started was already in, yeah the program was already in place. I was already um, you know, working there with at, at the university, and so um. When I met him, I just, you know, basic things that I usually tell all my, all our clients, all our farmers, uh, if you want to get started, because we have guys coming to the office uh, with all kinds of questions, mm-hmm. and um, we have people come in, well, listen, I need help with uh, filling out a USDA FSA loan, Right. but we help them with that, um, and so after we, you know, conversated for a while, and I went out, went out to his place, and it was just a 66 acres of woods that they had kind of cut them a little path with a with a camper mm-hmm. and living in a camper. Yeah. And uh, and I said, uh, well, this has a, a lot of potential. And I was telling them that as from a conservation uh, aspect that uh, it had a lot of co- potential and that uh, a lot of uh, conservation concerns. So let's go. We started off. Like we uh, do with all our farmers, hey, let's get a uh, farm number. Took him to FSA, got mm-hmm. a farm number. Um, then he got, um, we decided that he was going to do an LLC. So got him hooked up with getting his LLC for his uh, farm. And then um, things just kind of start taking off then. But I had also advised him that if he wasn't into it for a long term, because it wasn't going to be a quick fix. You know, it wasn't yeah, something yeah, we were yeah, going to be able to accomplish. Not happening uh, overnight. Overnight. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, and he was, he was, he was committed to it, and um, so uh, he started coming to. We have production meetings. We have a um, new and beginning farmers academy mm. that we that is actually going on right now. Okay. Um. So he was in that first class that we had, and um, and it was you know it was a pretty kind of basic class, but uh, he learned a lot in that class. And so we just started applying the things that we were that we were talking about in class to his form, and um, and it has really grown. So so like if if someone like the Carswells is like, man, I'm interested in starting this farm, like, you know, I, but obviously, you know, essentially to the name of it, small farm, like I don't know right. where to begin or things like that, but I have some bones to it. Um, would you recommend like what what where do they go from there? Like come come to to come to y'all. Well, yeah, if you have any, yeah, if you have any uh, questions like that, um, being a small farmer, because like I said, we get guys come in like, listen, my grandfather died uh-huh. or something, and he has a hundred acres, and I was thinking about raising soybeans. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna bring in, and I'm gonna tell you, well, listen, it's gonna cost you three hundred dollars mm-hmm. an acre to raise those soybeans, and due to your yield and the price, depending on how much you're gonna make off of that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I let them. And I always tell people to start off small and yeah. let your um, let your customers or whatever make you grow, mm-hmm. you know. And so and and then I think that right there is a uh, is a very important what's name to be successful, yeah. you know, because I've had I've had guys to go out there. I've had a farmer go out and just 
because I guess just because he he liked okra, he went and planted 10 acres of okra all at the same time. <laughs> Never thought about the intense labor yeah. of picking okra and all that. Yeah. So it ended up, and then he had nowhere to sell it. Right. I always tell my guys to always, before you put a, a seed in the ground, know where uh, at least 60% of that's going to go before you even plant it. Mm. So you know that you're going to make your money. Know your bottom line. Do the mm. math on it, you know, and uh, keep good records so you know if you're actually making money and which crop is making more money than the other crops. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that that's our kind of our motto to that. Uh, we want to start, start small. And, um, and um, so we won't have to put, you know, so much capital into it from right off the top and, and lose out. Because like that guy that I was talking about with the okra, he ended up not being able to sell it mm-hmm. or anything. So now that was the highest price com- compost I had ever seen, mm. you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it ended up being was, was compost. I mean, that's, I think that's like so important, you know, and like that's obviously a lesson that, that y'all teach people when they come to you and, and, and just in business over in general, it's like, you know, you have these big ideas and you think like, all right, well, you know, kind of like field of dreams. If, if I plan it, they will come, but that's not necessarily (laughs) the case. It's like, no, like, right. And I think that's, you know, to me, as I'm, I'm speaking to you, I'm like, well, you know, that's what the program is for to teach you those lessons to be like, Hey, we've been here. This is what we do. Like come to us. And 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 it was, it was great working with Coswell because Coswell wasn't a, a former before he got here. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have any bad habits that some right. farmers usually have. So he was like a blank slate. So it was easier to uh, work with Coswell, you know, in that aspect because he was a blank slate. So the things that we told him to do, he did them, you know. He he, he listened to the recommendations that we had and it is, and it's worked out for him. Which yep. we have other guys that's been forming and sometimes they have bad habits where they may go to the feed store or whatever and buy something and just throw the receipt in the glove compartment instead of, you know, keeping yeah. good records. So they don't know what they've actually spent on a crop. Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what, what's that saying? It's like you can't teach an old horse new tricks. So it's like people have been, <laughs> people have been in it for a while. It's, like, harder for them to sometimes. Can't, right. can't generalize everyone, but, like, sometimes that can be the case for sure. So right, speak, right. speaking of all that, you know, how – so if I'm someone who's interested – We kind of touched on it, but like, how could someone become involved in that small farm program? Is there someone somewhere they call, someone they contact? Yes, um, we have a awesome staff uh, there at the campus, full of knowledge. Um, Mm -hmm. At UAPB, Doctor at 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 the University of Arkansas at at Pine Bluff. Awesome. Uh, You can just come there. we have uh, our director is Henry English, which is he's he was he was there when the pro program first started 35, 40 years ago. He was the director then, and he's still the director now. Okay. Uh, and he's he's very you know a lot of people know him around uh, not only the state around the um, southern region. So um, you can just give us a call mm-hmm. or email us. We have Facebook pages. We have you know. So there's a lot of ways to get in contact with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get called from. Um, we even get calls from some of our guys, uh, some of our partners, like we partnership a lot with NRCS, FSA. So if they, even if they go into the FSA office around here, um, they'll send them to us. Yeah. Like, listen, you may need to go over there and get with um, Damien or with uh, the Small Farm Program, and they can help you uh, with whatever needs you have. 
Yeah. Awesome. And I think something we'll do too is we'll connect on like those specific details and make sure to like link it within the podcast so that people okay. know like a direct contact on on how to get yeah, it. Yeah, and the numbers and, yeah. and whatever. Right, right. Yeah, and so exactly. and with that program, we have uh agents pretty much strategically placed around the state. So we have the southern part, mm-hmm. the, the whole southern part of Arkansas and um the eastern part of Arkansas. Okay. Okay. And um So that's our main, you know, the target areas. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I love this. You know, you, you hear about a program like this, and you're like, I want to tell everyone. Um, right, right, so. <laughs> right. And, it, and it, there's a lot of things out there, a lot of programs and stuff that some farmers just don't know about. So we try to inform them on those programs. Right. Like uh, USDA has a great uh, program uh, with through NRCS called Equip. And that's how we get, like with Carswell. Carswell has received over $80,000 from NRCS. Yeah. Doing uh equip conservation practices. Yeah, I saw that. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. I saw all those. I, I read an article about all the different ways that, that y'all helped Carswell in terms of, you know, game seven. All it was was him being receptive and reaching out to y'all. So you <laughs> right, know, like right, that that's right. all it took. And uh right. so so with that being said, um, and I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but just for all of our listeners, um, so you don't have to be at University of Arkansas Pine Bluff to utilize this program, correct? No, not at all. Not at all. We have, like I said, we have uh, people from all over the state. We have, I mean, from uh, from Eudora, from Fort, Fort East is Forest City, West Memphis. I mean, we're we're just all over the state. Uh, and if you call, we're we're coming. You know, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> if Love you call that. Us, we we'll set we'll set a a date to come visit your farm. Uh, look at you know, take a look around, ask you some basic questions. You know, if you've already been farming, what the yields and stuff are. Mm-hmm. Um, any alternative crops? Is there a way that we can do maybe a value added to some of the crops that you're growing? You know, just to make your um farm more profitable. That's our whole deal. We want we want you to be able to be sustainable, mm-hmm. and we want you to uh, have this farm for as long as you want to be farming. Right, like you succeed. I mean, if you succeed, that means we succeed. So <laughs> right, right, and you, you know? and then just think about it. When you, I don't know if you looked at that uh, article, but you see yeah. the smiles on those guys. Oh like, yeah, that, that's that's what you're working for. You know what I mean? That's that's what you. That's what you're right. here for. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the people. And here in Arkansas, <laughs> right. agri- agriculture is number one. And we obviously have a podcast solely focused on agriculture and, you know, <laughs> supporting the people in that and giving people all the resources they can is why we're here and why we do what we do. So I love I love hearing about all this. Um, so before we uh, wrap up here, um, I did want to ask, I, I heard you briefly mention, but are there other programs y'all are promoting right now outside of the small farmer um, program? Uh, as of right now, we have this, uh, we have the small farm program. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we have different, uh, like right now we're doing a new and beginning farmers Academy. Yeah. And that's just for people that, uh, have been farming and we, and we do new and beginning farmers. We, we kind of say that that is you've been farming 10 years or less. Okay. You don't have to, or you've never formed before at all. So we want the people to understand Forming as a business and not just a, you know, a, if, you, if you're doing it for a business and not just a hobby, so you can be profitable. We want you to understand the production side, the marketing side, financial part of it, 
we want you to get, you know, the whole the mechanical part of it mm -hmm. with uh, calibrating your uh, sprayers and stuff correctly. We want you to understand the, just the whole the whole aspect of farming because some people just think that farming is go out, uh, put a seed in the ground, wait. Uh, three six months and you know then harvest. And I it's wish. A lot more, <laughs> a lot more I think we wish it was like that, huh? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's so true. I love I love hearing about all this, and honestly, I could probably talk to you for forty more minutes or more about this. Right, right. But like, I think this is a good teaser bit to people to get them interested, to get them reaching out. Um, and we're going to try to promote this, too. We're going to go out and see the Carswells and talk a little bit more about the program and the impact it has on them there. So, um, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank you for all that you're doing for agriculture here in the state. We appreciate you and for all the small farmers um, as well, all that you're doing for them. And and then selfishly, just thank you so much for speaking with me today. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Love any, talking anytime, to you. Cause, yeah, anytime, uh, I, you know, I would love to come back on if we have a chance yeah, of uh, and, and talk more about it and, and promote the program. Uh, and I'd like to say, I would like to thank uh, Farm Bureau for, you know, having this uh, platform and letting us be able to uh, reach out to people in the state. Of course, of course. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have you back sometime. We're always here to help promote. Um, so, everyone, that was Damien uh, White. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll see you some other time. All right. Thanks a lot, Jenny. Next up, Jason Brown chats with Philip Powell of Arkansas Farm Bureau's Government Affairs team about why he's asking for help from all Arkansans to create a more accurate map of broadband and cell coverage in the natural state. I'm Jason Brown with the Arkansas AgCast, and today I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Philip Powell, with the government affairs team here at Arkansas Farm Bureau. Uh, Philip, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I know we're going to have a conversation about a survey you you would like folks to input, right? Yes, Jason. Thank you for having me here. It's exciting to tell everybody about the survey we are working on. as a survey on broadband access in Arkansas. Oh, cool. Okay. So you're looking for folks to tell you about broadband access and, 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 and what they're seeing at their homes or farms or things like that. Is that right? Yes. So, so the survey will have questions asking about your internet access at home and at the farm. If you are a, a farmer with ideas to get a better picture of broadband access in Arkansas. Okay. So tell me, uh, why that is important. I guess we're hearing the word broadband quite a bit with some of the uh, infrastructure bills and legislation coming around, some some funding. Why, why is this important right now? Well, Jason, as you said, there has been a lot of talk in D.C. with these new infrastructure bills. And as Arkansas ranks in the bottom 10 in the country in broadband assets, it is important for us to acquire funding to help improve our broadband access in Arkansas, and we want to make sure we know what areas in the state need that help in order to increase our broadband access in the state. Okay, so we were talking about this survey. That makes sense to me. We were talking about this survey earlier, and you mentioned it's, what, like three short questions, something like that. What are you asking folks to 
tell you in the survey exactly? So, for example, we will be asking things like zip code, uh, upload, download speeds, and that part is particularly important for us because just because you have access to internet service does may not mean that you're actually getting the service you need in order to do what you need to do at home. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you talked about upload and download speed. Are you, are you talking about asking folks to run a speed test uh, to get that information? So yes, Jason, uh, we, in the survey itself, we will have instructions on how you can access a speed test and that speed test will then, at that moment, tell you your upload and download speed. Okay, and then you're asking folks to then put that information in the survey. So run a test, get the upload, download speed, which isn't hard because I did this just a few minutes ago, and if I can do it, anybody can do it, and then put that upload and download speed in the survey. So zip code, upload speed, download speed, that's basically it, right? Yes, those are the most important data points we are looking to get from the survey to help us work towards a better map for Arkansas to really highlight the gaps we have in the state. Yeah, okay. So all of this, building this map, uh, understanding the coverage and the quality of, of, of internet or broadband access in the state uh, is obviously important, but you've got to be building towards something. Uh, can you can you share with me what you're working on? Yes, so we will be having the Arkansas Connectivity Summit on September 8th in Hot Springs at the Hot Springs Convention Center. What this survey will help us with at that day will show us a better picture of the mapping in Arkansas, but also at this summit, we will have stakeholders from all over the state in public and private sector People mm-hmm. from education, healthcare, technology. This will be an opportunity for everyone to get together and talk about the next steps we can take to improve broadband access in this state. Okay. So I've got to ask the question, why in the world is Arkansas Farm Bureau involved in a broadband or a connectivity uh, event like, like this one? That's a good question, Jason. I will say that We are doing this for our members. We have a lot of farmers in very rural areas that have difficulties with their broadband, and it does impact their day-to-day farm operations. And so, you know, as Arkansas Farm Bureau did with rural electrification and water in the 1940s, this is the next step in infrastructure, and Arkansas Farm Bureau can help our members and the citizens of the state move forward and get to everyone connected. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and even beyond farming, I guess I'm thinking about, um, telemedicine. I'm thinking about, you know, uh, we've learned in the past year, kids, you know, need to, to, to do work, uh, schoolwork at home and things like that. I'm sure there's a, a myriad of reasons why this is important to rural communities and beyond. Yeah. Yes, Jason, exactly. If anything that the COVID pandemic has shown us, it's really highlighted the lack of access. I mean, we hear stories of parents having to take their kids into town to go to the Farm Bureau offices or a McDonald's or Sonic or somewhere that has Wi-Fi access so the kids can get on and do their schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And so it 
and, and same thing with telemedicine, same thing with other areas. We need to be prepared with our infrastructure in the event of something like this happens again, that people are ready to continue life as needed. Yeah, that makes sense. So all of those reasons, we've got the Connectivity Summit coming up on September 8th. We've got uh, just the basic needs of a, of a rural community here is at stake. And for those reasons, we need you to take this survey. Did I, did I, did I capture it? Did I, did I understand it? Yes, exactly. This survey will be the first step in helping us figure out what areas we are lacking. And when we can do that, we can better direct our state and federal resources to filling in those gaps in coverage. And if I understand correctly, we've seen other southern states follow a similar path and see success using things like this survey to bring funding in. Is that right? Yes, and actually in Mississippi several years ago, they did a survey similar to this in which they had over 8,000 people responded. My goodness. And with that, they went to Washington, D.C. to the FCC, who then said, well, this is great, but we need to do more in-depth. And so because of that, they were able to come to Mississippi, work with the state government, and do a better mapping. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, Mississippi was able to get close to $500 million in federal funds to help increase their broadband assets. Wow. So, okay. So taking this, this survey really can bring some tangible results to the state, potentially to, to help make uh, life better for our our rural communities. Yes. Yes. And, as I've said, this survey can really highlight those gaps, get the ball rolling, and in that when we learn what we learn from the survey, whether we need to do another survey, but we will be able to gain a lot of information from this to help us better coordinate our efforts into strengthening our broadband infrastructure in Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm I'm all for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and take the survey myself. Um, I know I'd love to have you back on to talk more about the summit itself, but for today, uh, I love that we've just talked about this survey. Can you tell me where folks can go to take this survey? And and as you mentioned, I think it would take just probably three or four minutes. Yes, so we have a link. It is bit.ly forward slash connect Arkansas. That would be B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash connect Arkansas, all lowercase. Okay, perfect. Yeah, bit.ly forward slash connect Arkansas. I bet we can link that in the show notes. I'll ask our producer, Matthew, if we can do that. And uh, that'll make it easy. I'm sure maybe even on social channels, uh, Farm Bureau, Facebook, Instagram, things like that by the end of the week, probably. uh, Jason, if I may, I would like to thank the people with the E-Link team at UAMS they helped us draft this survey, and they've been very helpful and perfect example of uh, two separate sectors working together, agriculture and healthcare working together on this issue. Certainly, yeah, a vested interest for our healthcare friends as well in rural communities. Well, Philip, thank you so much for making the time to be with us today. Uh, I appreciate all the insight you've given us. You certainly taught me quite a bit about uh, rural connectivity and things like that. Appreciate you. 
you guys, please go take this survey. Again, it's bit.ly forward slash connect Arkansas. And uh, go take this survey so Philip can turn your data into real results, okay? Thank you again, Philip, for being here. Thanks, Jason. Finally, Jason visits with Jim Carroll on his Monroe County farm, where they talk about the challenges of this year's corn crop and how harvest is shaping up. This is Jason Brown with the Arkansas AgCast, and I'm here in Monroe County with Jim Carroll. Jim, thank you for joining me so much. I appreciate you taking the time today. Well, thank you for coming out and doing this. I, I think that any information we can get out to the public is always valued. Awesome. Well, I agree, and that's that's kind of why we wanted to come sure. out. So let's start uh, let's start by taking a look back at the beginning of the year, maybe that January February timeline. Sure. Uh, what were you guys thinking about? How, how are you thinking about your corn crop and your strategy for, for corn production this year? Well, by February, we'd already kind of committed on what kind of acres we needed and what kind of seed we needed. And as you, all of us know, it started raining then and rained most of the year till now. It made it a hard uh, press for us to get our corn in on time and without water damage. And most of it has had water damage. Uh, we're here today at our shop and this feels pretty high and looks pretty good. and. I'm pleased with it, but overall, I don't think we'll have a great uh, corn harvest, probably average to a little below. But Jason, that's what it is. We take the weather in stride, as most farmers do. And I got this ear today that I just shucked down here. It uh, filled out always then, which is a good thing. Looks pretty good. I'm ready to get harvesting. It's time, we're about uh, probably 10 days, two weeks out. We're ready and uh, got our bins cleaned up, got the combine ready, and we're ready to go. I always get excited at harvest. Planting and harvest is my my time of the year, but the harvest is the one that's, uh, you know, you set goals in the communication, and at the end of the year, you'll know what you got. That's kind of what we do. And <clears throat> we're hoping for the best. I know it's not going to be one of our best years, just by weather, and we're now irrigating, uh, got off the corn irrigation, irrigating soybeans, and. Uh, we're just doing them what we can and working around all these weather problems we've had. Sure. So Jim, you bring up a great point. You talk about some of the weather challenges that we've had this year. Uh, talk, talk to me a little bit about what you guys have seen just here in Monroe County. Sure. Well, it started off early because we generally uh, apply a burn down so we can get our ground you know, cleaned up and ready for planting. Uh, Jason, we had to work in between rains just steadily. You know, we'd get a rain one week and dry out four days and think we're going to get back to burn down and it rain again. So some of the fields didn't get burned down to nearly right up to planting time. And then as we got into planting and uh, trying to work up our beds and get them ready, the same situation, we'd have damp soils, we'd have to leave for a while and come back. It was just one of those years where it was just too much water up front. We've had about five or six of those, but I think this one was worse than, than we've seen in a while. And then, of course, you know the falls too. We had about five bad falls. I'm hoping as we stand here today that this doesn't be a, a wet fall again. Uh, if it is, I, I don't know uh, what people do. Most of you know that South Arkansas got hit in a, in a thing that's probably unheard of when they got probably 19 inches in a lot of places down there from McGee around. We caught the edge of that got a six inch flood, uh, lost some corn over it, you know, in low areas, uh, lost quite a few beans. Uh, then we came back as, as we always try to do, and you know, we don't want to leave anything undone because most people don't understand anything that's not planted is just going to be a weed growing on and that costs you money. So we replanted our beans again, the corn was too late. 
we've lost some of those at this time and it's just what it is here it is august it's too late to plan and we're trying to clean up we uh, never got any timely sprays out jason just because it was too moist and uh, didn't get our poly pipe put out and everybody says well, why is that well you can't lay this poly pipe and and leave rust because the water just hit the rut and fall it and so everything just hadn't been what we planned a lot of years are like that but this has been one of the worst for me but it's what it is and we're not going to stop because of it uh, we're going to make some kind of crop it may not be pretty and it may not be what we want to yield but we're still here farming every day yeah <clears throat> So resilience, uh, we talk about that all the time, resilience in farmers and, and hearing about, uh, you know, the challenges that you sure. guys have seen. I mean, and, and not being the perfect crop uh, for you this year. What are your expectations realistically? And, and, and how do you, you know, how do you guys plan well, to manage that? Uh, you know, I always try to budget out on the kind of a below average Thing, so we'll have money if we need it to move somewhere else. I think this year our yields will be below average on uh, uh, corn and soybeans. Now rice looks pretty good right now, but here it is today. It's probably going to hit 98 and it's all trying to milk down. That generally hurts it a little bit, but I still have high hopes for it. Uh, one of the things I'd like to stop and tell you about it, you said problems. Uh, we had a new crew of H2A guys this year for a lot of reasons, COVID being one of them. And uh, I was so proud that all of them asked to get their shot when they got here. They couldn't get it in Mexico and we was able to go through the health department and get them shot. And I thought that was a tribute to each one of them that they wanted to stay healthy and, and work. And we want them that way. I mean, it wasn't, but uh, that's another problem that people's had this year with labor getting here and the COVID situation. I mean, you just named problems this year and probably some of us have had them. Yeah, on farm and off the farm has <laughs> yes, yes, been sir. a theme. Well, Jim, you, we know that you've been doing this a long time, fifth generation, I believe, and and so you've seen some, you've seen some challenges in your life. You know, uh, I know you'll keep going at it, and certainly wish you and John and the family, you know, the best of yeah. luck this year. And anything else you want to close us well, out? Well, I, I just uh, uh, always thank Farm Bureau to me there, the the, the grassroots things that. Uh, keep things going here. Uh, my grandmother worked with them back in the days in the 40s to get electricity here. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of those kind of stories the older people know, but the younger guys doesn't know. We just switch it, you know, switch it on and off and don't yeah. know how it got here. But Farm Bureau's helped us a lot of ways and, and I appreciate it every day. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for having us out at the farm. I appreciate you making the time today and we'll see you soon. You'll be the prize winner of this corn cob. <laughs> 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 That's it for another Arkansas AgCast. We'll be back next Thursday with more news and views on Arkansas agriculture.